Welcome to Connecting with Coincidence with psychiatrist Bernard David Beitman, MD. Dr. Beitman is the founder of the Coincidence Project. The project encourages people like you to tell each other coincidence stories. To learn more about Dr. Beitman's work, put Connecting with Coincidence in your web browser. You'll find his book, his Psychology Today blog, and the interviews from this podcast. And now your host, Bernard Beitman, MD. Welcome to Connecting with Coincidence. I am your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. Yes, this is CC with BB 2.0. If you wish to support us here at Connecting with Coincidence, please like and subscribe uh, to us. Increasing subscriber numbers increases our reach. And those of you watching us on YouTube, write us one of your coincidence stories in the comments sections. We will reply. Time. Time is on my side. Yes, it is now. Bom, 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 bom. Oh, that's money. I was trying to think of time by Pink Floyd. <laughs> Good time. That's our musician chiming in on that one. Uh, coincidences often take place within a short time interval. First, the thought, something like, I need some help. And then the event, like, the help arrives. Sometimes a minute or an hour or a day or even a week. I just got a, an email from somebody who was lost and said on a place, place she'd never been and the car, she didn't know where to go. And she said, when I go around the corner, I'm going to hope there's going to be an older couple that's going to need a ride to where I'm going right around the <laughs> corner. And there's the couple and she got the ride and they, they were going to where they needed to go. They were in GPS. That's, yes. And that was just right before we were doing this, this show. So there's a time interval right there for me to have just read about time. And here we go. So we're, we may be grooving here, right? <laughs> Less often, perhaps, than in a year. Uh, what is time? The usual linear past, present, future are, or something more fluid, like all time is right now or not just now, but eternity in a grain of sand right here in this grain of sand that we can move to the, from the past or to the past to change the present or move to the future to change the present or somehow change the future, that the future can be seen now. Today, we have a philosopher and a physicist who will venture out into a dialogue about the nature of time. Is it time yet? No, I'm just going to introduce the two of you. I just had to get my paper up here. Alessandra, Alessandra Milas collaborates with the University of Sassari in Sardinia, Italy. Sardinia is halfway between Italy and Spain out in the Mediterranean and a different world unto itself. It has 130 different types of bread, just in case you're interested, where she defended a PhD dissertation concerning causal realism in quantum mechanics. Her research focus on, focuses on history and metaphysics of science with particular interest in causation, causal models, and chance. She is currently working on metaphysics of coincidences. Yes, she has been, also been a teacher of history and philosophy in the local high school for almost a decade. Sky Nelson Isaacs is a physicist, musician, and author of two books, One Leap to Wholeness, How the World is Programmed to Help Us Grow, Heal, and Adapt, and his first book, Living in Flow, The Science of Synchronicity, and How Your Choices Shape Your World. Over the past decade, he has contributed research to the foundation of quantum mechanics. His most recent research has been published in the scientific journal Quantum Reports. He seeks to connect synchronicity, physics, and living in a state of flow using original research and original ideas. Welcome to the show, Sky. Welcome to the show, Alessandra. Where Hello. Alessandra. Good to meet you. <laughs> the way we began, <laughs> way we began this is I. They had never spoken with each other, and uh, each of them loved time. Uh, and one's a physicist, one's a philosopher, and physics has a philosophy, and ph philosophy has the way Alessandra's doing some physics in it for sure. So this 
is a unique uh, opportunity for these two people, each of whom are coincidence ambassadors, who want to talk about time. And they're going to be talking about time. So I now leave it to Sky and Alessandra. Where are we going this time? So <laughs> Alessandra, I was curious, um, hearing about your, your PhD dissertation, which I think is you know, not, not directly applicable to coincidences, but you studied EPR, BOEM, um, and a connection between EPR and um, define special, EP, define special EPR. relativity. Define yeah. EPR. EPR is, is Einstein-Podolsky-Rosen paper, academic paper that was written in 1932, I think, to illustrate that quantum entanglement would be a thing and, and trying to show that it's, it would be a kind of a ridiculous conclusion, but indeed it was, it was uh, very prescient for what's really the case that entangle, systems can be entangled over large distances. And that's a very quantum mechanical phenomenon but um, Alessandra's paper in her dissertation was connecting that to um, to special relativity and space-time diagrams and this fork model. So, and, and I think it's it's sort of tangential to the conversation on um, coincidences, but I think related to the conversation on time. And so, I was just curious about your experience in your dissertation and, and that research. What brought you to that research? Yeah. So um, you already said the. What is the, the main topic is uh, in uh, um, Einstein, Podolsky, Rosen paper, uh, where uh, in fact they said uh, that uh, so if uh, quantum mechanics quantum mechanics is a complete theory, so then it's a ridiculous in some sense theory because it has a some ridiculous conclusions. Uh, such as, for example, that reality must be non-local or there must be some sort of uh, um, uh, non-local um, um, correlations between uh, some uh, um, properties or some particles uh, which are far away each other. And the important sense. thing there is that word non-local, and I want to make sure... Uh, non-local, it means that... Uh, non-local means in this case that uh, you can have a passage of signal, okay, um, simultaneously. Uh, violating uh, the uh, special relativity or according to which uh, it is not possible to uh, go uh, more fast than uh, um, the speed of light. Okay, so if you admit that there is some kind of a simultaneous correlation between particles or system, systems which are far away in some sense, um, you are going in a violation of the of special relativity, Einstein's special relativity. Or just what uh, we think of as regular reality, too. I mean, it's still life, but we don't think of, of things far away from each other being able to respond to each other simultaneously. That's just... Yeah. And, and one of the things that I love about Bohm's work... Of, of physical laws. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, right. uh, uh, what I have tried to do with uh, the paper I have written and my PhD dissertation is to, um, to find uh, a local causal model uh, mm -hmm. which can explain uh, these kind of correlations without uh, violating uh, um, uh, special relativity principle. That is so very important. <laughs> it uh, was a really hard <laughs> work. Yeah, you're trying to say no. It's this, this non-local <laughs> doesn't have to be looked as non-local. Uh, Sky, you were going to say something there. Well, one of the things I love about Bohm's approach is the notion of wholeness, and so in the in the model that uh, I'm essentially trying to continue Bohm's work, which um, was you know started by him in the 70s and earlier and this is the notion the relationship between all and one or holism and um the the fundamental mathematics there is the frequency domain this this notion of uh, there's a space-time domain which is like minkowski space or just the regular physical world but in quantum mechanics there's this alternate domain or it's it's actually true in all of science in in image processing we can take a photograph of your screenshot right here, and we can write it in the frequency domain, which is highlighting all the patterns in the picture. And 
Um, this is what people do in graphic design all the time. You can you can filter your images with like in, in Snapchat, you know, you can have these strange filters, which may, which modify the whole image or change the sound. You know, you can, my daughter loves to take my phone and uh, record her voice. And then it plays back at this really high pitched, very alien sounding voice. And that's all done using this thing called the Fourier domain or the, or sorry, the frequency domain, um, which is a timeless and spaceless representation of our physical world. And so I think what Bohm was trying to get at and what my work does with time is show that there's this, this timeless and spaceless realm in which there's, in some sense, instantaneous connection. I mean, when you, when you, when you get rid of time, the whole word instantaneous doesn't even make any sense anymore because that refers to time, you know, things being aligned in time. And so this is the direction I approach synchronicity from, that if, we, if, if, if we're talking about a timeless... Um, tree of all the possible states, then it, it would make sense that there's some sense in which there's correlations across time because there's no, there's no tracking of time to begin with. Could, could you please explain this free, the frequency domain and the not having time in it? Because I think that's a very, very important concept. Yeah. So <clears throat> like, for instance, if you've listened to music on your uh, computer or device, you're probably listening to an MP3 file, which is a special type of file. And what's special about an MP3 is it's much smaller in size than uh, the original file of music. So sound comes in the form of sound waves in air, and it gets recorded into like a wave file. And that file is much bigger, like 40 megabytes. But what we can do is we can convert it from a, a time-based signal into a frequency based signal. It's just, it's the same information, same data, um, exact same file size, but it's this alternate representation. And that instead of being arranged from beginning to end, the information is arranged from low frequency to high frequency. So if I was to modify like the one side of the file, the beginning of the file, I would be increasing or decreasing the low frequencies, you know, the really bassy tones. And if I was to modify the high, the, the, the end of the file, Rather than being the end of the song, it would be the high frequency tones and I could might make my Snapchat voice really strange, you know? So I've got this modification of, it's essentially a graphic equalizer. The frequency domain is a graphic equalizer. That, that's, that's pretty amazing. Uh, Alessandra, what do you have to say about that? So I have a question for Pascal. So you, are you saying that uh, to do that, you don't need time? So... So you are, are you working without time? To... Yeah. Yeah. And you, you couldn't play that back because there's no time ordering. The, the time ordering is actually still there. It's encoded mm -hmm. into the file, into the phase of the relationships of the waves, but it's not explicit. And this is really Bohm's idea of the explicit and implicate order. Yeah. Time becomes yeah. implicate in this way. Yeah, this is incredible. So congratulations. So, so this, you know, <laughs> this, this, is new, this is new information to you, Alessandra. Yeah. 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 How, how time <laughs> it becomes implicit rather than explicit. It's still there. And I'm glad you asked that question because we, we, we have to, it still <laughs> seems to go from beginning to end somehow. So that's, that's a time <laughs> thing, but then making it implicit. So it's not there becomes a little bit of a head scratcher, but it's getting into the, in, into the right direction. I, I, I want to keep this, but I, I want to see if we can relate that to what Alessandra, yeah, you're shaking your head too. We'll come back to it, yeah. <laughs> but, but maybe we can get partly to that because you, um, your work has been getting so that we don't have to think of local, uh, non-local as the way everything is. Because what, what, what Sky is describing is something that's not the way we think of things as being and that's with time not around. And now you're talking about from a more quantum physics capacity that we don't have to think of everything as non-local, which I'm getting tired of people saying it's all non-local. It's it, this guy, there is something else going on here i can touch my i'm screen. sorry you don't like non-locality bernie <laughs> now well, i have a question which it, is really it's all non-local that is my problem uh, yeah. not yeah. that it doesn't 
we don't have this this thing going on, but it, <laughs> everything's not local. Alessandra? Yeah, everything is not local. So, but if everything is not local, like in a big, uh, I don't know, soup, okay, floating in a big soup. So everything is in a net. So connected, interconnected. And so the question is, if everything right. is connected, okay, with... Uh, the other things uh, with the hole and the wall, then how can we um, make a distinction between what uh, uh, is a coincidence and what it is not a coincidence? So do you know, um, um, yes. do you understand what I am asking? So uh, yes. we choose that something it's a coincidence and something it is not a coincidence. So, so do, how do you think of do we choose if everything is connected in a big net, like in a bones uh, world or right. wall? Right. Do, <laughs> okay. you, do you think that there's a distinction between coincidental events and non-coincidental events, or is it like a gradual spectrum? Yeah, okay. So you think there is a kind of degree, so yeah, something which is more coincidental than something else. So you say that something is a more coincidence than another. Right. Incident. Yeah, I think I think people really try to distinguish, well, was that a coincidence or not? And I think that's kind of a meaningless uh, question. It's more about like, what is the, first of all, like what is the meaning of the situation and what is the meaning to me? I think it's, it's very personal, um, you know, because yeah. I had a dream two nights ago about something yeah. like this. Nobody else knows about that dream, but to me, this mm -hmm. situation that I'm experiencing right now suddenly clicks into place because I realize, you know, my thinking about how to approach this conversation around my job um, reflects what I had in the dream last two nights ago. And then this person just mentioned that right now and it all, it all clicks, but it's only for me. And so I wouldn't go and like register in the coincidence journal. For the coincidence world, book. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's a scale. Um, I agree with you. Yes, with this point, in this point, I agree with you. Um, so the relevance we gave um, to facts or things in general um, help helps uh, um, us to single out some particular events and uh, put them together in a coincidence, uh, in a meaningful relation. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we choose um, uh, the meaning, which is relating some particular events, okay? But um, I agree with you only partially, because mm -hmm. this is, I think this is true, this is true for uh, the case of synchronicity. Okay, when you have only a matching in time, some sense. Okay, mm -hmm. but think about the case of um, what I can call, uh, let's say, physical coincidences. Uh, the case uh, where in which we have uh, um, some physical processes interacting each other in space and in time, like in the famous, very popular example, uh, which uh, the Nobel Prize uh, Jacques Monod gave uh, us in Les Hazards de la Necessité, Chance and Necessity, in his book. Uh, in this example, we have a, a doctor who is going to visit his patient or, or her patient for the first time. In the meanwhile, there is a guy who he is uh, fixing uh, a roof in the same area <laughs> and uh, the hammer of this guy uh, falls down and beat <laughs> doctor head, doctor's head and the, the doctor died so dies it's okay this is the tra a tragic coincidence oh what a coincidence what a, a bad luck actually also yeah. okay <laughs> in, in Italy we say we say che sfiga I love that. That's like okay. Murphy Murphy's Law here. In, in this is really, I think you can write it in a book, <laughs> in a coincidence book. Okay, <laughs> right. so this is a coincidence for me, for you, for Bernie, and I think for many people. Okay, mm -hmm. the guy who died, uh, 
uh, cannot say anything about that, but <laughs> <laughs> everybody everybody could uh, could agree with this. Okay. So, as if we think about the case of synchronicity, you and me, so we are right. Okay, we are right. Um, so, but um, it's important that the selection um, we we do. But in uh, more physical kinds of coincidences, uh, uh, the meaning, uh, the relation in the meaning of the, um, um, the two involved, in this case are two invo involved events, is not so important. I think mm -hmm. we should make a distinction between different kinds of coincidences, mm -hmm. uh, or at least the incidences. So, well, so, so uh, I, I have a story that Bernie asked me to come up with. Um, from my last weekend that maybe should I tell that story, Bernie, and then we can sort of analyze it in terms of what Alessandra's saying. Yeah. Okay. So um, my wife has been planning uh, to attend her friend's wedding from college that happened in, uh, in Oregon last week. And so we took a, a road trip up to Oregon and went to this great, this beautiful wedding and felt very blessed to be there. And she's known this person since college. And I've known my wife since before that. So I've also known this person since before, you know, since college and we're in the wedding and we're dancing afterwards. And there's this person there, this man that I, I was interested in like saying hi to, cause he seemed like gregarious and, you know, we had some similarities and, um, but I never got around to connecting with him and he always seemed busy talking. And so I just didn't bother with it. And finally, at the end of the night, I started a conversation with him on the dance floor and we're talking, he's got, he's into philosophy. He's, he's actually teaches gratitude. He trains people and kids in gratitude. Um, to create a better world and more peaceful uh, society through gratitude experiences. And, and I mentioned that I have this, I do this research on synchronicity and I've got a book called Living in Flow. And he says, oh, that's funny because I met this, this physicist down in Claremont um, two years ago when I was meeting Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. And you're familiar with Mihai Csikszentmihalyi's work on, on flow. And, and so I met this physicist uh, who, who, who I bought his book on flow called Living in Flow. But I had short hair then, and there was no reason why we would expect to have known each other down in Claremont, California, when we were meeting up in Oregon. But it turns out that uh, I was at that conference too, because that's where I got to meet Csikszentmihalyi. And we knew each other. We had met and had a conversation, and I, I had give, sold him a copy of my book. And, but he was best friends with my wife's best friend. And we didn't realize that until the very end of the wedding, that there was this connection that we already knew each other. Wow. <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's like a synchronicity in, yeah. uh, it's got that's elements cool. of space and time, right? Is that what you would say? Cause we're yeah. in the same, we, we met in, the, in a place that was aligned previously two years ago. Yeah, and then we had to meet so, again two years later in space. Yeah. I think uh, so. Yeah. So, so there is not, uh, we met, uh, at the same time, you met at the same time the wedding, during the wedding, but uh, your first meeting was uh, in another time. Yeah, yeah. So there is not <laughs> a match, a perfect match in time. Absolutely. No, no. Yeah. And also, I think uh, there is not a perfect match in space because the two spaces were different. So the space of the wedding, the city of the wedding, wedding. Right. And the city of uh, the conference, right? <laughs> right, right. But this multiple is spaces and multiple times. But it is still a coincidence. And I'd say that space, <laughs> the space was some somehow more more closely relevant because they met in the same space. Right. Uh, it started from before, so I I would distinguish time of two years. And that's what I want to get to with both of you. And space, yeah, two years, but they met in one space. So it's not like they met on the internet uh, and in space uh, where they yeah. weren't in the same place. They met in the same place. So I, I yeah. won't, I'll put, okay. Yeah, so yeah we'll, that's, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll you're right. So the space we'll, is the same. 
different uh, different times, but uh, same space. Same space. That's where I'd rather look yeah. at it this way, although I see what you're talking about before. And where we started off, and Sky, you were talking about falling together in time, synchronicity. Uh, th- this is one of those, synchronicity is together and cron in time. In German, it's zu fallen. Zu fallen. And zu fallen means it falls on you. It's just <laughs> the little, like, the, little, like the hammer. Like a hammer, like the hammer, um, <laughs> yeah. just kind of hits you with it. It falls to you. Here we have uh, uh, a two-year difference. This is not fitting the the general definition of synchronicity from which it came. Time falling together in time, and this two-year thing is is a true. I mean, it happens. It's a really. It's another form of coincidences. But here we have for our discussion of time, I put to both of you the idea of the falling together in time in a short period of time, like the story I told at the beginning where the person needed some help and there it was. So that was a short period of time. But this is two years. So yeah. please, let, I have, sorry, Bernie, I have oh. a story which is in some sense quite similar to the yeah, uh, coincidence story. So, uh, where there, re- there, are, there is a difference of 10 years <laughs> in time. So, and in some sense it's quite similar. So a few um, years ago, I was in Prague for a vacation with a, a good friend of mine. Uh, after uh, having um, unpacked the, the luggage, uh, we decided to, to go out to visit the city. Uh, after walking for miles, uh, I've got tired and uh, I decided to, to sit in one, one of the one million benches uh, uh, that are in Prague. Uh, and uh, my friend took a photo uh, of me sitting in that bench. When I went back uh, home, I showed this picture to my mom, who said, oh, wow, this is quite similar to a picture uh, which your dad took of me sitting in a bench in Prague. And she uh, searched, she looked for for that uh, photograph, and uh, we were shocked because the bench was exactly the same after 10 years. <laughs> okay, so um, I was photographed in the same bench as my mom, okay, in Prague, 10 years later. Wow, wow. <laughs> and this is a true story. I Space can show you the picture. And time. <laughs> I can show you the picture. <laughs> it's, so, it's, it's, yeah, space and very uh, similar to Sky's story. Yes, yeah. and so I just I want to sure. pause because I, I'm so meta sometimes. Here we have each of you talking about similar coincidences, which is the part of the fun of why I want to tell ask people That's to a tell coincidence. Co- That's a coincidence. I want to be able to have people tell their coincidence stories because this is the sort of thing that happens. You, Sky, reminded Alessandra of something that's very similar to what she had, this like Sky, and really can help with this conversation about time. So please launch into this 10 years, two years Space we'll put aside for a bit because we can argue a little bit about that. But here's time. Yeah. Two years apart, 10 years apart. Well, yeah. I we think got? of I think of time, you know, we experience time in a linear way. Every day follows the previous day. And we have this sense that 10 years is a long time, right? Or even two years is a long time. It's, it's, but it's all relative, of course. You know, 100 years is much longer than, than 10 years. And we have synchronicities over that time span as well. Uh, so what's what this this model that we were talking about the the music file that's you know music is might be a song might be five minutes long but when you convert it into the frequency domain it's still the same size file in terms of megabytes but it's not measured in time it's measured in frequency bandwidth so now i've got a bandwidth from anywhere from you know one hertz cycle per second to you know ten thousand hertz and the size of the file, if I've got a really large file, that means I've got a lot of resolution in that, in that frequency domain. So the larger the file is, the greater the resolution. Uh, 
but it's not about time anymore. It's about frequency. And so if I cut that file in half, and this is like David Bohm's idea of the hologram and cutting a hologram in half. If you cut this frequency domain music in half, you don't actually lose half the song. Hmm. Because when you convert it back to the, to, the, to the time domain to play it on your CD player, it's still five minutes long, but it's lost half the frequency resolution. So the quality has degraded by half. So yeah. there's a sense like in a which- picture. Like a picture, yeah. Like a picture, okay, good. Well, with a picture, you can, you can cut off, you can sort of put a mask on it and you can lose a lot of the resolution. You can get a blurry picture, but you don't lose half the picture. You just lose the resolution of the picture. It's like if a little song is, is written in a huge song, it's like <laughs> everything is um, already inside. Uh, so if you cut uh, in every part of the wall, you find uh, yeah, that's well, right. The same thing. That's right, and you find like okay. you find this, the same song, but with different qualities, different frequencies. Like Leibniz monad. So it's okay. this is <laughs> so very nice. so. There's idea. you know the beginning of the file and the end of the file are not different time points, and you they're they're yeah. the time is distributed throughout the the system. So in this sense, the, the, the two years between when I first met this person and when I met him again at the wedding, in the, in the frequency domain, there's no separateness to those two events. But I'm experiencing them separately because in the space-time representation that we live in, the, the regular world, um, those events are, have to be experienced separately based on the same criteria of special relativity that you were working on in your EPR uh, paper. And the same thing with your 10 year separation that they're not, they're not physically separate in time in this, in this yeah. other domain. So oh, you are saying, so what you are saying is that uh, there is not uh, a, a real difference in time because the time is spread out uh, everywhere. So in some sense that there is not really uh, in, uh, in the world, uh, such a, a, a difference between uh, later before and uh, something like that. And so, but we have to experience it that way. Uh, okay. Okay. Good. But now I have a question for you. Okay. I have tried to, to change my story of the bench. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have tried to, to match time. Okay. Uh, what if instead of... Uh, uh, have a difference of 10 years. I had a difference of uh, an half of hour. Okay, or this or 10 days, for example. My mom uh, being photographed in Prague in the same bench, on the same bench, uh, 10 years before me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, would it be it uh, would uh, it uh, be still a coincidence, <laughs> or at, at least um, if it was just half an hour? I saw, I saw a so remarkable coincidence. If the time difference uh, right. wasn't like uh, huge like that, so if there was a, a ten days difference, for example, if my mom um, was photographed uh, ten days before uh, yeah. I was photographed okay yeah, yeah, so the time is not there is not as oh, 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 let's say uh two hours two hours before so the time here is almost matching yeah okay uh, yeah. probably it will still be a coin it would be still a coincidence okay but not a so coincidental coincidence it's not it, it is not so surprising so we don't say wow such a coincidence. Okay. <laughs> well, I think uh, it's different. I think, uh, I think, uh, so here the question is, uh, is about time. Because the more the, there is, uh, the more is, um, the more uh, there is, we have a difference in time, mm -hmm. the more the coincidence seems remarkable. Mm -hmm. Seems, uh, wow. Seems a wow coincidence. 
Uh, and so there must be sense. a difference, a difference. So we, we can, uh, I understand your uh, interpretation, uh, your uh, bombs interpretation of this, uh, um, of the time, okay? Uh, or our feeling of the time. But uh, it seems to me that uh, if we are stretching or uh, so relaxing, relaxing or uh, um, pushing <laughs> so the time. Condensing. Uh, yeah, okay, thank you very much. It makes a difference. It makes a difference. So uh, it seems so like the difference... Feeling, uh, doesn't the difference have to be with like the, the number of factors of causal factors getting to some of the stuff I read in your, in your paper, um, the causal factors, there are causal factors to coincidences, right? There are cause and effect reasons why a coincidence happens, but there's especially no in physical kinds of coincidences in physical kinds, especially of physical kinds. kinds. Yeah. But there's not a cause for the, the, the coincidence, the meaning, the meaningful connection itself. It's more about, um, you know, like, like if, if your mother took a picture on that bench a half an hour or two hours before you, the coincidence is really the fact that she's also in Prague at the same time as you, right? Because that, that's pretty strange that she's in Prague at the same time that you're in Prague. But Why I, are you I, both there? I still feel, uh, it still uh, sounds to me that uh, the original story is much more surprising. Right. Well, yeah. and I, I'm thinking that might be because there's so many other factors. There's 10 years of choices and decisions and connections that happened in between. So which you don't think that uh, you don't think that uh, time is uh, the, the problem here. So. Well, I, I do. I do think time is the problem. Uh, it, I think time makes it more special. Right. That's is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, but I think that's because at every every minute that goes by more decisions are being made by you and by your mom. And so if you think of the, the wave function, like this tree and every, every minute that goes by, it branches into more branches. By the time 10 minutes goes by, there's, you know, 15 branches. By the time an hour goes by, there's a hundred branches. By the time a year goes by, there's a million branches. By the time 10 years go by, there's like a billion branches. Yeah. So now, now you're talking Probably about, of, meters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, so yeah. after 10 years, there's a billion, billion options. Whereas, after only had two hours, there was only, you know, 50 options that increases the amazingness of that synchronicity. I think when we, um, yeah, that's true. That's true. Of course, you, mm, what are you saying is, is true, but uh, um, um, I think uh, with uh, these kind of coincidences, which are not properly physical, Okay, mm -hmm. because there is not a matching, a matching in space, uh, both in space and time. What is important is the, the relation in the meaning we have mm. uh, between the, the, in the events involved in right. the coincidence. So here, the, the meaning is really important um, in both stories, my stories and your stories. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, because for, in my case, in my story, so what is important is uh, uh, the photo, the photograph, right. the fact that my mom is my mom and uh, she is not uh, another person. Random person. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Another person. Here's, I found this yeah. photograph in a magazine of a person sitting on the same bench. <laughs> that would also be a coincidence, but definitely yes, not as much. <laughs> yeah. No, not as much. Yeah, that's uh, what uh, I am trying to say. So I think the meaning uh, and then uh, the relation in the content um, of the, the two related events is quite important. In so is, 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 is meaning more than more than time, more than time and space. Meaning is more than time. Yeah. Okay, and because, is meaning subjective or objective? Um, hmm. <laughs> subject, subjective, subjective. Subjective. Yes, the relevance also you, you give, we give uh, to the events is quite important because we pick, mm -hmm. we single out Selective. particular events and we left, we gave up other events, right. which are not important, not so important for us. 
But that comes back to this question of psychology here is playing a very, um, yeah. So we define for ourselves what the meaningfulness is and, but that hammer falling on the person's head, you're saying that is not subjective, right? Yeah. That's not so subjective. So everyone can perceive, uh, but uh, maybe, so maybe there's an objective, so even though even what? Sorry. Well, there could be a subjective aspect if, if this yeah, person also, had had a dream. Are, there are subjective aspects, of course, but they are not so relevant like in the case of no physical consequences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we've we've Such come to thinking. Or, uh, yeah. <laughs> we've come to thinking about uh, the um, the meaning, which is so very important in all of this. And meaning is another really a discussion we might have. If the two of you want to do that another time, because meaning is very meaningful. What is the meaning <laughs> of what is the meaning of meaning and all that sort of stuff? It's and I have some ideas about it also. It's very meaningful to talk about. Anyway, I won't go through that too much, but it's a word that we can throw around a lot. But here we want to stay with time. Uh, as much as possible as we as we're kind of beginning to to get near the end of our discussion uh because uh, sky your idea of the um uh, of the frequency domain which i you know i fournier is something that i was trying to understand and be able to make sense out of and you're Mm -hmm. making more sense out of it than i had had before and how that might apply this frequency domain to time and coincidences and wholeness and how you think about wholeness, which had been elusive to me until I heard you talk about your daughter and making the squeaky sound. I think that really helped get me and maybe hopefully other people there. But how, what I didn't yeah. get, Sky, and this is a side question, is I thought the hologram was a perfect representation of the whole, but it isn't. When you break down that frequency domain, you get a blurrier picture, which is not really the way I thought of holograms. So comment on that, and then I'm going to go back to time. Well, let me let me stick with time for a minute because it's related do. to okay. the hologram. And okay. um, so everyone is probably familiar with the feature on an iPhone, or as I think it's also on other phones, where you can take a photograph, but it's actually extended by like three seconds. So it's called a live photo. And this is, you know, it's like, it's not a, it's not a video. It's not intended to be a video because it doesn't last long enough to really capture any meaning or any story, but it's, it's longer than just a snapshot. And it's, you know, it, it, instead of just taking a photo of me going <laughs> for the camera, it would capture me going, you know, moving a little bit. And the, the energy of a human being when they're posing is captured by this three second snapshot. So this is a really useful metaphor for the difference in how we can view time. Um, instead of, like you were saying, Bernie, a grain of sand dropping through an hourglass, which represents the present moment. And it, it, we think of time as like this, this present moment is just a grain of sand. It's a point on a map. Instead, I want to think about time as a line through the map, like uh, an extended moment that not just, you know, if you think about Zeno's paradox, Zeno's paradox is this idea from Greek philosopher Zeno in many thousands of years ago, that if you have an arrow flying through the air, obviously someone shot it with a bow, so it's got motion, and you took a snapshot of that, then you, if you looked at the snapshot, you would have no idea what the motion is. It could be flying through space or it could be falling, but you can't tell just from a snapshot because it doesn't capture any motion. But this live photo does capture motion. So if, if the basic element of time is a live photo and not just a photograph, then from that live photo, you can see what the motion is. So this is the, the, the shift in thinking, going from a point in time to a line through the map of time. And, and this, this really changes the way we think about connectivity in time, because the future state of, like if you look at the song that's five minutes long, the, f- the beginning and the end of the song are both encoded into the frequency domain as a whole. The whole song exists at once in this alternate domain. And so the whole path through time that we're, we're experiencing exists at once in the frequency domain. So the synchronicity of meeting on the bench 10 years later, taking that photograph, is part of a timeline from, from, previous, from 10 years earlier where a photograph was previously taken. 
and the connection through that timeline, it, it can be, it can make more sense and have a sort of a, not a, an a causal relationship to use Jung's terminology. There can be a relationship across time because time is not this, these separate sand, sand grains, but this extended line. It's a continuous, a kind of a continuous line. And it's all at once, you know, when you step. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And the example of the photo in the iPhone of the iPhone is quite uh, good. I really had a kind of illumination. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Enlightenment. Yeah. So now I got it. (laughs) Great. Yeah. So if time is not discrete, uh, is not made with a piece of moment, but it's just a huge, a whole, a whole moment, then uh, there is a, a match in time, mm-hmm. even in our examples. In the case of your wedding, the wedding of your friends, friend and the bench is the bench says ample in Prague. Yeah, and, and you know various laws like the law of conservation of energy makes it so we can only experience the moment right now where physics laws happen, you know, in the present. But we're it's like a window on a film strip. You know, we know that the movie's going to continue. We're just not there yet. Great. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> it's the first time I heard something like that and uh, I hear something like that. Yes. And, uh, I really like it. I think I'm going to read uh, your book, <laughs> your article. Well, so, yeah. um, so you know, like <laughs> another example, Bernie, that I think the, the reason that's so important for us to study this stuff that Alessandra and I are studying is because it has relevance to the way that we view the world and socially and in, in, in our culture. So if you look at synchronicity as sort of a juxtaposition of events, how do events show up at the same time? You know, in, in the US, we've we've got a history, a long legacy of racism. And uh, as you were mentioning earlier, Bernie, in our pre-discussion around where you live and the the social tensions. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, not everyone is equally aware of these issues. So, uh, you know, as a white person, I've become more aware only recently of what it's like to be black in America. And that's because of many of the the situations that have been happening. So I noticed the, the coincidence of juxtaposition of the the death of George Floyd, where his last words were, I can't breathe. And this, mm. this, this really expresses for many black people I've spoken to the experience of being oppressed and being held down, not having space to breathe in the society. And at the same time, we're experiencing a pandemic, which is causing people to have trouble breathing. And these are obviously unrelated events, but the emergence of both of these events at the same time in history I think it gives us an opportunity to step back and look at the meaning and ask, what are these events trying to show me on a, in a metaphorical way or in a, you know, what can I grow? How can I grow from these experiences and how can the external synchronicities or coincidences show me where my growth edge is? Does that make sense? Oh yeah. It makes a lot of sense. And what I'm trying to do is listen to your description of the, particularly with George Floyd and I can't breathe, I'm suffocated by racism, by, by oppression. I want to map that on the, the frequency domain. I want to be able to picture that. So would you help me with that? Well, these separate events, obviously each of them having a different causal chain mm-hmm. uh, are um, part of a single, in, in the frequency domain, the, the, the proper um, shape or one of the shapes you can think of as a tree, a tree with all these branches, all these possible branches. And I think of the top of the tree as being you know, the future, future possibilities. And the bottom of the tree is where we are now. And it's an apple tree. So those apples represent meaningful correlative outcomes, meaningful in the sense that they reflect the values that we are holding and acting upon in the present. So if I'm acting upon, um, you know, in American society, when we continue to ex- to support racist institutions like housing institutions, for instance, um, which redline Black Americans from keep them out of out of housing opportunities, that is highlighting apples on the tree that help to illuminate. Like this is what's going on, so we can identify 
um, situations will, will be likely to emerge, which highlight the problems for us. So it, whether, you know, I think we subconsciously all want greater peace and harmony, even if we don't you know, know that. And so we're, we're sort of in the present when we're acting out these dramas uh, of, you know, systemic racism or whatever our drama is in the moment, we're actually identifying branches of the tree in which those dramas unfold in a meaningful way to allow us to see and reflect to us what the psychology is, what, what the behavior is that we're, we're, we're bringing into the world. So I think the, the apples represent the reflection of our own behavior to us. And that's how we grow. That's how we change, right? Because we see ourselves reflected by life. Alessandra? Yeah, I like uh, Sky's example of the tree, but um, there, is not, there is something I am not understanding. So, um, okay, so the apples are uh, our behaviors, right? Uh, our way to combine uh, events uh, in a coincidental way, right? Uh, but uh, so what I am uh, not understanding is this. So these, um, these apple, apples uh, um, grew, um, grow up spontaneously or we are choosing uh, we are uh, in some sense giving water, giving yeah. water to the to the tree in a way that uh, only those uh, only uh, those particular kind uh, kinds of apple grew up. That's right. We are giving water to the the apples uh, because okay. they reflect so our choices, right? Uh, it, okay, so it, they are our choices. Okay. So good. if I choose to ignore racism in society, but then I I also engage with privilege by, you know, purchasing a home and going on vacation, then I'm choosing apples. I'm identifying. It's really about identifying. I'm identifying apples or branches, which um, enhance that inequity so that I can actually see it. And the apples themselves are just the targets. They're the outcomes. The synchronicities are earlier. They're the events yeah. that happen right now, which are coincidental because late, only later I see the connection. But um, they have the, the, those apples are like heavy, right? They weigh down the branches to give a greater yeah. likelihood of a synchronicity happening. So coincidences can uh, come from our uh, beliefs, our, uh, our, sorry, our behaviors mm -hmm. and our, yeah, also yeah. beliefs. So it depends and, on what we believe and, uh, yeah, on, yeah uh, and, and they can, on where and, we come from uh, culturally and, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and because of that, they can, they can uh, reinforce what we believe, right? So if we, if we, this is where conspiracies become really difficult to, to untangle because um, if we already believe something to be true, and then we start yeah. to see coincidences where that, that same information keeps coming to us on the internet, especially because Google searches are designed to do that, then we're going to reinforce our beliefs. And then we, we actually create that reality through the synchronicities that, that we're sort of generating. And that's, uh, that uh, can explain very well uh, why we can see coincidences in some things, uh, but we don't see coincidences in other things. It's uh, selective, right? Moment, and the only, uh, so for example, uh, for me, something can be a coincidence, for you not. It's a kind of subjective coincidence right. that is not physical coincidence. Right. <laughs> and, uh, it can be explained uh, in this way. Yeah, that's good. And, and yeah. you know, what do you think, uh, Alessandra? About this is like, really a philosophy, <laughs> yeah. a philosophical system. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, th that's that's why I'm wondering for you, like the if if there's a, a certain amount of data, but we're only able to see some of the data mm. because we have a filter in also, our minds, right? So we connect yeah. those dots, but we connect it in a certain way. Yeah. But somebody frequency. else. What's that? Depends on the frequency uh -huh. we are we are uh, connected. So if uh, so, uh, like for the radio station, right? A radio program. So if you can hear the the the, uh, the songs and right. uh, music only for a certain uh, right. frequency. If right. you change frequency, you don't hear. Uh, right. the same music uh, and the same uh, radio program. Uh, so it's the same. So that makes sense. Uh, yeah. 
And because all the data, all those airwaves are there, right? Yeah, we don't, we can say that we don't have epistemic access uh, to uh, certain certain frequencies. We have epistemic access to other frequencies. Epistemic access. So meaning like we can't, we don't have knowledge. We can't access the knowledge. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because uh, we are not in the right frequency. (laughs) And does that have to do with like, our pre preconceptions and biases what what we were able to perceive also also yes of course yeah 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 it can be yeah of course yeah misunderstandings uh, or uh, for example if you are a judge okay and uh, you have to decide to convict some uh, a person for uh, killing uh, someone else okay Uh, you need all of the possible informations, okay, about the the fact which happened, and uh, about right. um, the person you are uh, judging. Uh, the information you have, because you are the judge, is not the same. Your point of view is not the same that I have. Right. Okay, if I am uh, uh, one of the uh, the lawyers or just one uh, person uh, listening to this uh, <laughs> okay um, okay kind of uh, of the situation um, I think as what you are saying is quite interesting because you are relating um, um, psychological stuff that is epistemic access that is knowledge um, right. um yeah uh with uh, physics <laughs> right yes um, it's like we're yeah, being really appreciated <laughs> putting put together the <laughs> psychology yeah, I'm really impressed about it <laughs> that's 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 what we're doing here uh psychology and physics and part of the psychology and physics is that uh, we've come to the end of our time together um <laughs> We have to like acknowledge in the frequency domain or in the, the regular time regular domain. domain. I don't I don't know how to do this in the frequency domain. You're gonna have to you can have to be able to tell me. And we'll have another discussion about the holographic blurring, uh, which uh, was a new idea to me. But that would be at another time. So, uh, I, for last words from either one of you or for both of you, please, and then we'll we'll have to sign off. Go ahead, Alessandra. So very glad to be here today with you. Uh, just a question, but uh, of course we are leaving it for another discussion. Uh, to Sky, Sky, do you think that uh, coincidences are really uncommon events, or they are common? What do you think about it? I think that's they're. Great. Yeah, that's great. I, and- I we'll have to have another conversation. Oh, this, 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 it's not as yes or no as you'd it's like to present. It's another story, of course. <laughs> You're, yeah. It's provocative, and yeah, it's a... Yeah, it's, of course. It's, of course, that's you. And uh, Nobody has the time to reply to this question. Well, we don't, that, that's why you said it that way. So I'm not even going to have us anybody try, because I'd get right. into it too. Sky? Well, so I think synchronicity has this huge role to play, because uh, it's, it's very common. There's your answer. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, I think humans, we, we approach things in life based on our insecurities, at least at this time in history, you know, we're coming from a period of historical, a lot of insecurity. We have insecurity around our, our finances, around our well-being, around our planet. And just psychologically, we're, we come at the world, like, how do I shore up my security? And I think what synchronicity can do is if it's common, if it's showing up, if we can expect it, then it can help us deal with that, just that fundamental core sense of, am I going to be okay? Because for some people, of course, in, in oppressive situations, there is a real threat. But for many of us, we live life in a very safe environment, and yet we feel threatened by life. We feel insecure about it. And synchronicity can play the role of making us look at our, our goals and say, you know what? I'm okay. How do I want to spend my life? Do I want to go for this job idea or this career idea or this relationship that I'd never thought I could dream of. And it can help us leap into flow and, and go for our dreams. So I think uh, that's, that's really why I 
study synchronicity. I think it can then, you know, we can, we can address something like climate change as, as big as that, because we look and we say, well, we have to start here today to get to there. And that's just a series of choices, all of which can be supported by synchronicity and coincidence along the way. Well, that's why the case of the doctor is not so. <laughs> well, there, are the, there's, there are negative, there are negative coincidences. I try to make a list of some of them to get some yeah. idea about them. And as Sky has mentioned, they they can be interpreted to fit your conspiracy theory idea. And sometimes conspiracy theories are right, and they're picking up stuff, and we're picking up stuff that nobody else wants to believe. Like right. coincidences are valuable, uh, right. for example. So they're, they're trying to find out what's real is all of this, what this is about. Mm -hmm. And how can we maneuver in a way that makes everything better is what we're all interested in. So I want to I want to thank each of you and both of you for a very fun discussion, very enjoyable and, uh, and informative. I, I yes. very much appreciate it it so thanks thank for you. bringing us together bernie thank you <laughs> you're very it's great welcome. to meet you alessandra yeah, nice to meet you too very nice <laughs> and i look forward to having another conversation and getting to read more yeah, of your work of course. of course it would be very nice to have another conversation yeah Cosmic consciousness